In the parasha of Dina and Shechem, so Shechem tries to convince Yaakov and the brothers to give Dina to him as a wife. And he says, Give, me a lot of mor umatan, presents and moar, and I'll give whatever you ask for, and let me marry this woman. What does Moar mean? Matan means presence. What does Moar mean? Rashi explains Moar means Ketuva. It's a reference to Ketuva. The Ramban quotes Rashi, and then he says, Moar is a davah hanitan l'abtula, k'dechtiv k'moar ha-betulot, v'heim sivlonot shabachurim shokhim l'abtulot, k'ayitshe yisuotan. It's presence that the boys send, that a chatan sends to his to his uh, kala when they get married. So the Ramban seems to be arguing on Rashi that it's not the Ketuvah, but rather it's Sivlanot, it's presence that he gives, but it's not the Ketuvah per se. Um, this Machokis Rashi and Ramban is more explicit in a different context. In Shmos, Perach of Pes, Pasuk Tezvav, V'chi yifateh ish bitula ashalo arasa, v'shachavima mahor yimarenu lo li'isha. So again, if somebody seduces a woman, uh, a girl, and uh, then what he has to do is he should marry her, and the term for marrying her is called Mahor Yimarenu Loli Isha. Rashi explains Mahor Yimarenu, you give a ksuva like Mishpata Ishvi Ishto. You write her a ksuva. The Ramban quotes Rashi, Umasha Pirish Harav, Rashi, Bimor Yimarenu Shev Soklo. It's wrong. Ktuva is not midaraisa. Ktuva is drabanan. So it's clear that according to the Ramban, Sivlonot is coming as opposed to Ksuva. So they'll note our presence that a Chatan sends to his his wife when they were about to get married, uh, for purposes of the Chuppah, of the Nesuin, as opposed to the Ksuva. Ksuva is when they very sofrim, while Sivlonot are presence, and more does not refer to the Ksuva, rather it refers to those presence. Um, this happens to be Machok, among the Tanaim. In the Gemara and Ksuva Staf Yud, it says, Kesef Yishkol Kemor HaPetulot, here the Pasuk is referring to uh, onus, of, uh, where a person rapes a, a girl, and he has to pay her a knas, a, a fine, to the amount of a mor habtulot. What is mor habtulot? According to the Gemara of Tanakam, it's referring to Ksuva, Mikan Samchu Chachamim, Luktuvati Shamina Torah. If you pay this knas, the amount of something analogous to mor habtulot, and Moab Tulot is a reference to Ksuva, from here we see that there's a Ksuva in Torah. Rabbi Shum Gamliel Omer, Ksuva Sisha, Enem Bidirei Torah, El Bidirei Sofrim. According to Rabbi Shum Gamliel, Ksuva is Mirabaran, and it's not Midoraisa. That's the Gemara in Ksuva's Dafyud. So, L'chaorud Machokas Rashi and Ramban are is Machokas between Rabbi Shum Gamliel and between the Tanakhama. Rashi is willing to explain Psukim, based on the opinion that Ksuva is Midoraisa, and therefore interprets more as referring to Ksuva, while the Rabban apparently sides with the opinion that Ksuva is Midoraisa, it's not Midoraisa, it's Midoraisa, and therefore he 
he uh, attacks Rashi whenever he interprets more as referring to Ksuva. Uh, this comes up in another context as well. In uh, in Beishas Perachafei, it says, V'levdei apilakshim, asher Avraham natan Avraham atanot, v'yishachem al yitzak b'nob hodenuchai, kedma el eretz kedem. And to the children of the Pilakshim. Where are Pilakshim? Um, so Pilakshim apparently is some kind of institution. It's not Ishut, it's not a wife, it's a Pilagesh. So what is a Pilagesh? So the Gemara in Sanhedrin explains, My Nashim, why Pilakshim? Amar Vihudam Arav, Nashim Biktuva Vikidushin, Pilakshim Bilok Tuva Uvalokidushin. Wives have aksuva and have kedushin. Pilakshim, a pilegesh, doesn't have aksuva and doesn't have ksu, uh, and doesn't have kedushin. Based on this gemara, Rashi embraces on the pasuk of pilakshim explains what a nashim is biktuva. Pilakshim loktuva. He left out kedushin. Maybe he had a different girsa, or maybe he thought that ksuva was a major criterion. But he's explaining the institution of pilegesh, which is doraisa. And he's uh, a la Torah, and he's saying an isha is with a ksuva, and a pilagish is with a ksuva. Kidamina bisanedrin. The Ramban, again, argues on Rashi. For Rashi, kasav nashim ktuva pilagshim below ktuva, the end of the Rakhain, it's wrong. Kilo tikare pilagish elekshim below kedushin. The major criterion is whether there's kedushin or not kedushin. With kedushin, it's an isha, without kedushin, it's pilagish. Ki a ksuva midere sofim, the ksuva is midrabanan, it's not midaraisa. And Ksuva is just added It's really not important. The main issue, according to the Ramban, is whether you have a a, uh, a, a Kedushin or don't have Kedushin. So that's the Shita of the Ramban in three different places. You have Machlokas here, apparently between the Ramban, the, the Ramban and between Rashi. Rashi mentions Ksuva three times in his Pirush Torah. Three times the Ramban um, takes issue with it, twice explicitly, it argues explicitly on Rashi, and once he simply says, he, he, he doesn't attack Rashi uh, explicitly, but he says it's, it means civil note, it doesn't mean, and, and which obviously doesn't refer to Ksuva. Okay, so we have Machlokas Tanaim, Tarakama, and Rabshim Gamliel. We have Machlokas, uh, Parshanea, Mikra, Rashi, and Ramban. It's a Machlokas, Harui Paskin. There are those that in a Ksuva write, uh, when you have a ksuva for basula, right, that the Baal is mischayiv to his wife, matan zuzei dechazi lichi midda and they stick in the word that that you get, that you deserve, minatora, which obviously is, you know, seems to be according to the opinion that ksuva is midda On the other hand, there are those that take out that kersa, either because they hold it's drabanan, or because they say, let's play it safe. If we say it, Ksuvah Midaraisa, so then it's only limited according to those sheets of Ksuvah Midaraisa. If we hold Ksuvah Midaraisa, so it's wrong. So if we leave it out, we're not taking any risk, we're not taking any chances, chances. let's leave out the word Daraisa. So there are different ways of writing the Ksuvah, which is, again, a function of whether Ksuvah is Daraisa or whether it's Dirabanan. Let's take a look at what the Rabbam's position is. On the one hand, the Rabbam says a number of different times, that ksuva is midivay sofrim, and they were metakin ksuva shalotei kala ben avlotzia. In order that it, it shouldn't be too easy for the husband to divorce his wife, 
we have something which prevents a, uh, a too easy divorce. The husband will think twice, three times before he decides to divorce his wife. He won't simply divorce her in a fit of anger because there are going to be serious economic consequences. The Rambam writes in Hilchosichus Parak Yud, You have to write a ksuba for going to the chupa. In order that it shouldn't be too easy for the husband to divorce his wife. And then he continues and he says, If a, the, the wife sells the ksuva to somebody else, he sells the ksuva to somebody else. You know, the person who buys it you know, takes a chance. If she dies before the husband, he won't get anything. If the husband dies before her, so instead of the wife collecting, this person will collect. If, if the husband divorces his wife, instead of the wife collecting, this person will collect. So if somebody sold the ksuva, um, can they still live together? She has no ksuva anymore. So Rashi writes, so Rambam writes, We don't need another ksuva. Why? They instituted the, the, the ksuva only so that it shouldn't be too easy for the husband to divorce his wife as a preventive measure. The, pre- the preventative measure is still in place. If he will divorce his wife, he will have to pay the buyer. And therefore, he will not divorce his wife without thinking three times. The Rambam repeats this in Hukos Nara Basula when he talks about a case of a rape. And in case of a rape, if the father and the daughter are interested and say, we want to marry this person, um, then he, he's, he's forced to marry her. Right? There's a mitzvah that he's mechuyev to marry her. She wants to marry him, the father wants to marry him, and he refuses. The rapist refuses. Kofen also, they force him. The konis fenoten ktas shenemar lotia leisha harazim mitzvatasei. He says lotia leisha. This is a positive commandment, and therefore Chazal can, can enforce it. Kofen or tolichnos ve'enu mosil rutzonu. He's not allowed to divorce her. Shenemar lo yuchal shalcha koyamav harazim mitzvat otasei. So there's a positive commandment to marry her if she wants, and there's a negative commandment. You're not allowed to divorce her if she doesn't want you to divorce her. And then continues the Rambam, the Eila Ksuva. Such a woman has no Ksuva. Why? The purpose of Ksuva is only in order to prevent the husband from divorcing his wife without taking things seriously. It shouldn't be too easy to divorce the wife. And here, since he's not allowed to divorce his wife, they, they, we don't need the institution of ksuva. So the Rambam mentioned three different times, On the other hand, when we took a, like, take a look at the Rambam, for instance, in his introduction, the Rambam writes, in the first of the Mishra that, that he enumerates, in Hilchos Ishus, is... Lisa Isha Biktuva Vikadushin to marry a woman with Aksuva and with Kedushin. So when he's defining the mitzvah same in a Torah, 
he includes Kedusha, the Ksuva, as being part of that mitzvah ase. Um, furthermore, the Rambam in Hilchos Melachim, when he talks about what a Pilegesh is and how a Pilegesh is different than an Isha, so he writes, Nashim Biksuva, the Kedushin, Upilagshim Biloksuva, Velo Kedushin. Okay, so when a melech wants to take a pilagesh, a pilagesh is without kedushin and without ksuva. Of course, this might be midramaran, right? It might not be midaraisa, but the Rambam in Sefer Mitzos, when he talks about the 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 love that a melech has, a melech has a love that he's not allowed to take any more wives than eighteen. Eighteen is the maximum number of wives. You could take pilagshim. More pilachim, but he can't take any more wives. So how does he define the Isser in Torah of taking more wives? She's here a melech miharbot nashim who amoyit parach lo yibel nashim. And what is it? What are nashim? Bik tuva v'kedushin. He can't have more than a certain amount of wives. Bik tuva v'kedushin. Because he sticks in tuva v'kedushin as being the definition of what a wife is regarding the Isser lotase, the darais, the Isser of pilachim. Of, of taking more nashim. The same is true in the Ram say for Mitzvah regarding the regarding the dinner of pilagshim, um, or the Isra, or the Isra of Lotea Kadesha. Um, the Ram say for Mitzvah repeats also the, the idea of Ksuva a number of different times. When defining what is Ishus versus what is non Ishus, Pilagshus or Znus. So the Ramban, uh, consistent with his opinion, Argues on the Rambam and say from Mitzos in Mrs. Lota say Shinun Hey, the Ramban writes Aval Dibro Biktuva Kedushin Eno Amet Chektuva Eno Min Atara Klal. Why did the Rambam define the the Gedra of Ishus? Why did he mention Ksuva? Why did he use Ksuva to define what is not Ishus? The lack of Ksuva what is not Ishus. Why did the Rambam talk about Ksuva? Ksuva is not Min Atara Ksuva in the base of him. You, the Rambam yourself, wrote Lotiknu Ksuva Ela Kadei. So on the one hand, the Rambam writes that Ksuva is a Takana, a Takana of Chazal, on the other hand, whenever the Rambam defines Ishus, and whenever he defines non-Ishus, Pilagshus or Znus, so the Rambam sticks in Ksuva as being one of the definitions even on the Daraisa level. The Mitzvah Daraisa of Ishus is Lisa Isha Bixuva Kedushin. The mitzvah, uh, the din of Ish, Isha, as opposed to Pilegesh, is somebody with a Ksuva and with Kedushin, as opposed to Pilegesh that lacks Ksuva and Kedushin. So, the question is, what's going on here in the Rambam? Does the Rambam hold that Ksuva is Doraisa or Dabanan? According to the Rashi, it's Doraisa. He's willing to accept the definition of Moar and identify it with Ksuva, to explain Pesukim in the Torah. According to Ramban, he refuses. The Ramban holds that Ksuvah is Rabbanan. But the Rambam, the Rambam has, seems to have a bit of a confused, confusing shita over here. In order to understand the Rambam, let's take a look at a b'raisa brought down in the Gemara in Ksuvos, Daf Pei Beis and Beis. The Gemara says, Tanya Nami Hachi, Barishona Yukosfin L'Besulam Asayim Ula Almana Mana. Originally, the, the way that they would give a ksuva, the husband would write to the wife, 
for a b'sula, 200, and for almana, almana. He would simply write that amount. Right? According to Rashi, the, there would be no shibud on the ksuvah. There, there was a chov, but there was no, there was no way to, to force payment of that chov. There was no, there, were, there was no property that was, that was a, that was liable to that chov. So, so, you know, if the husband would die, the children could run away with the, with, with the money, and there would be no way that the, that the woman can, can collect the chov. What's she supposed to collect it from if they ran away with the money? You can't collect from the, from the, uh, from the karkos, because it's not Meshubah to the, to the ksuvah. So, because the women refuse to get married. Rashi writes, Shiloh, you wrote so, we won't find anything to collect, any way to collect the, the payment. They'll hide the, the money of the Arusha, and we won't be able to collect anything. Because there was nothing that was Meshubah to the, to the Ksuva. So Rashi basically learns that the, the Brisa is talking about four different stages of different ways of being Meshavah Ksuva. Originally there was no Shibur at all. And therefore women refused to get married. Later, they said, They would take, you know, they, they would take a, a, a Kli, and that would be the Mashkon for the Ksuva. A Kli that was worth 200, 100, the amount of the Ksuva. And they would place that Kli in the house of the of the uh, of the father, the kli, or they would place the or the, the the money in the house of the father. It would be accessible to the father of the kala and to the kala, and therefore she would be able to collect. But if it would be sitting over there in the house of the father of the the the, the wife's father, so if he got angry, he would say, "Take your ksuv; it's ready there." So they changed the account. They placed it in the father of the of the husband. They would make baskets of of silver and of gold, those that were well, more wealthy. They would make a, a basket of of copper and place it in the house of the father in law, the husband's father. Still, since it wasn't coming out of the pocket of the chasen, he would say, it was, it was sitting there, the amount of the ksu was sitting there. And, and if, if the husband would be angry, he would have a temper tantrum, so he would say, simply say, I don't have to take anything out of my bank, it's sitting there, take it, I don't want to see you anymore. All my property is is Meshubah to, to your Ksuvah. Right? That's the Takana of Shem and Shetach, and, you know, that's what we have now. Uh, now we all even have a Shibur on, you know, things that you have, that you'll buy in the future, on, on Afilu Neglima Da Kaspai, whether it's Metalton, whether it's, whether it's Karkos. Okay? So basically, all my property is, is uh, Meshubah to your Ksuvah. Okay, so according to Rashi, basically Ksuvah always was a chov that you have to pay in the event that you will divorce divorce her or die. However, what changed was 
what type of lien would there be in order to be able to collect the chov? Originally there was none, then it was placed in the house of the father, her father, then there was, it was mashkon in the house of, of his father, and then they said, okay, let's make it into a chov without any mashkon, but we'll have all the property be meshuba to the ksuva, and therefore if he runs away and hides a property, you can always collect from the house. Okay, that's uh, the Gemara, the, the, the Gemara, I'm the Brisa, according to Rashi. The Aruch, you know, very, one of the, the earliest dictionary, the Aruch, who was from Rome, he wrote, Shahayu nosnim laksuva kodem shatikanesachupa. What does it mean that at, originally they would write it for ksuva manam umasayim? Hayu nosnim laksuva kodem shatikanesachupa. He would give it to her as a present before they would get married. It wasn't, the ksuva was a present that he would give before they got married. It wasn't a chov. He would give it, pay up front the entire ksuva before they got married. According to this, one could explain the b'risa, the it's not that the wife refused to get married, the husband refused to get married. If he would have to pay the entire sum of the ksuba up front, so he refused to get married. And therefore they changed it that he would have access to the to the kli even after getting getting married. He wouldn't simply give everything to her and she would be able to spend it freely before before they even get married. But rather, it would be, it would remain, uh, and they would both be able to use it, it would be a kli, and they could both use it. Um, and later on, it just became a chov, and it was money that he can use, and became a chov, and therefore the husband agreed to get married. So, basically, what, what goes on according to the Aruch, is that there was really a drastic shift. The original ksuva was simply a present that the husband had to give the wife before they got married. It wasn't a chov at all. That was paid in the event that he'd been Magarish or, or die. Now, this Pirish, this explanation for the first stage of Ksuva comes up in another Rishon as well. Um, and that's within the context of a Gemara in Ksuva Staflamatesan Beis, which refers to a din that we already saw in the Rambam regarding the rapist. Mate, if the rapist dies, and he, you know, he married her and he dies, she doesn't get a ksuva because he already got the he already paid the the knasta fine. She does have a ksuva a ksuva of a mana. But my kamifudi, what's the machokas between Rabbi Yosef Yehuda and the Tanakama? Rabban and the Tanakama Sari time of my taking Rabban ksuva kneshal lote kalabim v'otzia v'halo matzim afekla. Since the entire takana of ksuva is in order to prevent him from being magarisher, it's not necessary in the case of an onus because he's not allowed to be magarisher, and therefore we don't need the ksuva. That's what we saw in the Rambam. So the Shita Mukvetsa says initially that the chachamim hold that ksuva sishes rabbanan, because the entire purpose of the ksuva is because takinu chachamim shall take kalabena volsia. And then the Shita Mukvetsa says as follows: the yeshli the farish od, I can. Also suggests something else. Dila olam ksuvas pesula midoraisa. Ksuva is midoraisa. Vichol isha below ksuva bilas bilas nus. And without a ksuva, it's znus. It's not ishus. Umiu midoraisa iyavibai having matzil umesid laksuva ala shulchan lios ksuva satachas yadam. If I would want to, I could give it to her immediately. I could pay her right away. I could put all the money up front and give her a present midoraisa. 
the takin rabbanan, the takana of chazal, was shaloi tilaksuva Don't pay her right away. Don't give it to her. El yichtav lavktua bechov. Let it be a chov that you will pay. You call a chasav achrayin lechsuvasa. It'll be a chov. It won't be a present you give right away. It'll be a chov that you only give in the event that you will divorce or die. Uchidetznan lekaman. This is the price that we mentioned in Pebeis. The basic ksuva is not sheit lo tekal That was the later development of ksuva. To make it into a chol, to prevent him from divorcing. If you'll divorce, you'll have to pay. But originally ksuva was simply a present. A present that was given immediately upon getting married. The question is, what is the meaning of this present, and why does this present um, express Ishus as opposed to Znus? So, if one looks at the Rambam, at the beginning of Hachos Ishus, one will see that if the Rambam talks about the, the uh, difference between Ishus and between Znus, Kodem Matan Torah, before Matan Torah, if he wanted and her wanted to live, to, to create a family and live together and make a family, that would be enough. After Matan Torah, you need Kedushin and you need Iksuma. Right? Before Matan Torah, if you wanted to simply have a one-night stand, you could. After Matan Torah, it becomes Asr. So, before Matan Torah, all you need is intention. What was your intention? Was your intention to have a lasting relationship? Or was your intention for simply one night? What was your intention? Lisa Isha Beksuva Kedushin, that that Ksuva defines Ishus, means that the Ksuva, uh, or the, 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 the fact that the, the husband gives a serious amount to his wife as they're about to get married, is an indication of his commitment to the marriage. It was the Ksuva, the fact that he gives the Ksuva, is not just he makes promises, but he has to also have some concrete way of indicating that intention. So he indicates that intention of commitment to the marriage by giving her the ksuva immediately. So the ksuva, basically, midaraisa, was this harbu alayma od moramatan. The fact that you give a serious amount to the isha, which shows that you're interested, that you're committed to, to, this, to this arrangement. That was the original ksuva. It was given as a present from the husband to the wife at the point of the nesuin. Later on, you know, that would only solve the original intention of the of the husband. That at the point that they, that, that they got married, he was serious. However, what's to ensure that there's no change of mind? What's to ensure that there's no change of mind? Is they took this idea of ksuva and they wanted it not only to solve the initial point of marriage, but they wanted it to also be some kind of continuous expression of commitment. How did they do that? They made the ktuva into a chov, that he would only have to pay in the event that he divorces his wife. And that way, unless things really don't work out, he won't simply divorce his wife because it will force him to pay a serious amount of money. 
So it's the same idea of Ksuva. The idea of Ksuva is Ishus. What's Ishus? Ishus is this relationship is, is, is permanent. I'm committed to it. And the idea of the, the, the main factor which creates that commitment is what was the intention at the point that they got married. Later on, you can have a change of mind, but what makes them to each of us was, was that at the point that they got married, you were serious. And that's the basic suva. And that's what defines each of us according to the Rambam. And therefore, at least each of the suva of a kedushin. The mitzvah is each of us. How, is, how do you affect each of us? Ksuva and kedushin. If there's no ksuva, that's a pilegesh by a melech, and it's znus by a, by a hedyot. You're over the Isolotek Desha because there's no Ksuva. And therefore, there's, you lack that commitment. If you lack that commitment, it could be a Pilegesh or it could be a, a, um, Znus. But in order to be Ishus, you need that initial commitment. That's on the Daraisa level. Chazal took that idea and say, if the whole idea of Ksuva is to, to, an expression of that commitment, so let's have that, the Ksuva also create an ongoing commitment that's able to survive the initial wedding and continue in the future. How do we do that? We'll take this Ksuva and we'll have it as being a deterrent of a temper tantrum creating a too easy divorce. And therefore the Ksuva won't be paid immediately at the beginning, but rather it will be paid only in the event. It's a Chov. You, know, you have the 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 commitment that is indicated by the fact that I write this chov, that in the event that I will divorce, I will pay this in this amount of money. And if so, basically, the ksuva is not a shtar chov al tznai. I'm going to, I'm going to pay this amount of money if I divorce you. But rather, a ksuva is a shtar ishus. It's saying, I'm not going to divorce you. I'm committed to this, to this marriage. And proof that I'm committed to this marriage, if I do, if something, we're not Catholics, and if something doesn't work out in the future, I will pay you a, 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 a big amount of money. In other words, a, a ksuva is not a shtachov If it rains tomorrow, I'll pay you money. If I divorce you, I'll pay you money. It's, I don't plan on divorcing you. And proof of the fact that I don't plan on divorcing you is that I accept upon myself a very, very high amount that I will pay you in the event that I do divorce you. And that shows how serious I am and how committed I am to this issues. And therefore, uh, the, the, according to the Rambam, the, the Ksuva, which is Doraisa, is that initial act of commitment that could be accomplished by giving her a present immediately. At the point of the Nesuin, like the Aruch and like the Shittimukvetz, it says. And that defines Ishus as opposed to Znus. Chazal took that Ksuva and changed it into a Chov. The Ksuva that we know it as a Chov, that creates a Chov in the event that he divorces or, 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 or dies, that Chov is a Takana of Chazal Shlotei Kala That development of, of Chopah into being a Chov, into taking that initial commitment and not having him pay right away, but delaying the payment only in the event of divorce, that was what Chazal were talking, so that the Chov is not only an, in, an indication of the initial commitment, but also creates an ongoing Lote Kala Beina Vlotzia. Okay, now let's take a look at uh, two different uh, quotes of Rabbeir. 
In Ksuvah Staff and Aleph, Rameir says, If one initially, when they get, get married, writes a Ksuvah of a less than they're supposed to, then it's Nus. And we're talking about the initial marriage, how much does he commit himself to at the initial marriage? If you commit yourself to less than what Chazawa Kovea, that's Znus. It shows that you're not committed, you're not, you're not committed in the, in, in, to the extent that, that, that Chazal demanded your commitment. If you knock down the schum, it's Znus. And then, on Baba Kamada, Pei Tesimur Aleph, the Gemara quotes Romer as saying, if the ksuva gets lost, if the ksuva burns up, you're not allowed to live with your wife without a ksuva. The first statement was talking about somebody at the point that he, that he got married. If when you got married, you knocked down the tzchom of the ksuva, and you did not commit yourself the way Chazal demanded that you commit yourself, you lack that initial commitment, it's znus. In the second statement of a mayor, we're talking about something that happened to the ksuva after the initial state of commitment. And here, the, the Rameir says, you're not allowed to live with your wife. But it doesn't say it's nus. It says you're not allowed to live with her. Why? You have to write another ksuva. Shalot te Because we're interested that it shouldn't be too easy to divorce. And therefore we want to have, if the ksuva got lost, if the ksuva burnt, you have to write another ksuva. You can't live with your wife until you write another ksuva. Why? Shalot te so that's exactly what we talked about. You have the initial commitment, and that defines Ishus as opposed to Znus, and that's basic to what Ishus is according to the Rambam. However, you also have the later Takanda of Aksuva, as it developed into being, into delaying the payment of that, that indication of commitment to the marriage, and delaying the payment to the point of divorce in order that, as a commitment that you, you don't plan on divorcing. And that's the idea of Shalotei Kalabinov, Lotsiyah.